We are no one. We are everyone. And we are invisible. We convinced ourselves that they were gone. But they were just hibernating. They came for everybody. All police. Are we safe? I guess we have ourselves a reckoning. What are you two talking about? Oh, nothing. Just the end of the world. Welcome to Watching the Watchmen, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Watchmen on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you today? I'm very good, thanks. Cool. So, a start of another show. Um, we're excited for it, of course. We are going to be covering uh, HBO's Watchmen, of course, which is what we're here to talk about today. We we know some stuff. Um, I myself haven't read the comic book or the stuff. I haven't seen even the the film or whatever. Um, <laughs> right. W- what's your kind of history with Watchmen going into this? Uh, I read the original comic book many many years ago. It is a seminal piece of work. It's an incredible book. Um, so I yeah I mean I have quite a long history with Watchmen. I I read it not when it came out, but uh, yeah I I picked it up quite a while back. You're talking. 20 years or so probably um and i've read it a number of times since i'm actually midway through reading it again right now uh the i have seen the film as well um i don't remember that much of the film but that i mean as as a as far as i i think they did a relatively faithful job as far as i remember or try you know as much as you can it's not exactly the easiest thing to to film that actual story um, so I think they did a reasonable job with it, but, um, I, you know, I, this is kind of interesting because it, it's that they're, they're not using the word sequel, but it is essentially a sequel to the, uh, to the comic book. Um, they've, they've described as using the comic book as, as it's old, that they're sort of old Testament is how Damien Lindoff described it. So that, that kind of sounds like a sequel to me. Um, yeah, but so, yeah. So is it going to be just used as like okay we can take this information from the comic book because you or are you going to have a situation where like you've got a timeline with the comic book and the show is going to follow that but make changes similar to like i guess walking dead that does that is which kind of um situation do we have yeah the comic book is set in the sort of 80s late it covers kind of you know anywhere from the sort of 60s up to the sort of 80s i think so um, there's quite a long span in that. This is obviously set 35 years after that, so it's modern day. Um, so there isn't really... I mean, the DC have done things with some of the Watchmen characters because they've introduced them into the main timeline. Uh, I, I haven't really looked at a lot of that sort of stuff because they are now DC properties, fully integrated DC properties. But um, they're, 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 so they've had... A, a story running or there was a story that ran through the main dc timeline which had some of the watchman characters involved in it um 
there have also been other books around Watchmen, but lots of them have been kind of before Watchmen rather than after. So in, in terms of where they go with the TV series, they, they quite open to being able to um, step on new ground and not have to kind of be tied into anything like an established stuff. So I, I think it's, it is really using it as, as an historical document. So I'm, as, as far as we know, the stuff that happened in the comic books also happened in the TV series. That certainly seems to be their starting point. So it is somewhat a sequel to the book, as far as we can tell. Okay, cool. Um, I'm excited for this show kind of based on... I mean, in terms of my history of The Watchmen, I don't really know that much about them. I've heard character names here and there. Uh, obviously, I know that Regina King's in this, and, and some other people will get onto the cast in a bit, but... I'm excited for it just on a level of um, we've got things like the the boys, which I, you know is based on a, a bad group of people who are kind of technically superheroes. Um, we've kind of lost the I mean it might come back at some point, but we've basically lost the you know the Marvel Defenders universe. And in terms of you know things like the Punisher and Daredevil specifically, more for like the the kind of gritty violence and stuff. Because Iron Fist and Luke Cage were a bit different with those sorts of things. And in terms of like you know Punisher just. Uh, kind of being more vigilante and De- Daredevil kind of being like that as well. I'm looking forward to having another show that is very much like that. Like this very kind of adult sort of n- nothing is kind of holding the show back from being the way it needs to be in terms of, in terms of you know making the violence and and the I guess the language and stuff like fitting for the show and everything. Because uh, one of the other no- things I put in my notes is you you couldn't really do I mean things like the boys and Daredevil and Punisher and Watchmen you couldn't do on like an ABC CBS because no. it just, it wouldn't work especially something like the boys I mean no uh, the boys is kind of an extra level because there's some really uh, adult things that happen in that I mean but you know what I mean in terms of, like the the violent kind of mature superhero shows because uh, as much as we love the Arrowverse and stuff like that that's very much you know network appropriate and, and everything like that and they're doing great jobs of with everything over there but in terms of just having another one of those and knowing that the show isn't going to have anything holding it back i'm kind of looking forward to what, what do you think yeah. in terms of what, what do you think in terms of getting another show on that sort of scale i suppose yeah i mean i i think we've gone a very very long way from superhero and comic book things just mm. being for children you know i mean yeah. you look at a lot of the recent batch even along with um as you say, you know, yes, there are, are things which are, are on the CW, which are clearly aimed at a more teen audience and you know, can't do certain things. But uh, stuff like The Boys, The Umbrella Academy. Oh, yeah, there's that one as well. Uh, th- those sort of shows are clearly aimed at an adult audience that have grown up on comic books. And mm-hmm. I-, I think anybody that really has been very into comic books from a young age will probably know the watchman you know at least heard of it even if they haven't read the book themselves so it is it is such a kind of seminal piece of work much like v for vendetta is was a very similar thing as well which works as a movie i think i i'd like to see a tv version of that actually as well as as sort of playing around in that world but um yeah i i think this was probably the right approach for um the watchman tv series because you could have trod over the you know and, and done a tv version now i think of watchman of of you know redoing the comic book mm-hmm. but given that they've already tried that with a film now i think this is a 
interesting way of of doing it and kind of you know playing around in that world without having to necessarily step on things that people love about the book you know (laughs) so so I, I and you can still keep that level of of sort of adult things. I mean, I, I think that was the thing with Watchmen when it came out as a book. It was most definitely aimed at an older audience. You know, I don't think it was aimed at a young audience even back then. You know, um, I mean, it was originally published in 1986. So I mean, you're going back a number of years, and mm-hmm. I, I I don't think even then it was aimed at entire. You know, it certainly wasn't aimed at a, at a young teen audience. So I think it's appropriate that the TV series does the same thing. Mm-hmm. In terms of, uh, you know, we've had uh, Breaking Bad, Sopranos, The Wire, Game of Thrones, four big shows I can kind of think of that are, you know, really big properties at this point and everything. And we have got, um, you know, I mean, Better Call Saul still continuing. I know it's not quite in the same vein or whatever as, as Breaking Bad, but we've still got something from that universe. And, of course, we've got El Camino. Uh, as well in terms of the next kind of because i remember when game of, you know, game of thrones was coming to an end and i remember as we were gearing up for the final season even even during and slightly after the final season everyone kind of said okay what's going to be the next like big uh tv show of course we got things like you know lord of the ring series on the way and we've got obviously the witcher coming out i don't think the witcher is going to be uh you know recognized quite as big as you know some of those other things lord of the rings is pretty huge what, yeah. do you, what do you think of Watchmen's place in terms of the next big thing? Uh, I mean, it's going to be kind of hard to get something, again, on the level of Game of Thrones, maybe, in terms of audience. But, I mean, still HBO, you've still got that prestige level there as well. Of course, you've had that with, uh, you know, Sopranos and, and, and The Wire. Um, where do you think Watchmen could stand in, in terms of that? I certainly think it could be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it It is difficult because... But then Game of Thrones was sort of, you know, fantasy drama and you wouldn't necessarily think a show like Game of Thrones would historically have would have, have hit as well as it did. Yes. Yeah. So I don't see any reason why a comic book drama can't do the same. Of course, Damon Lintoff has come out and said that this was planned as a self-contained thing. So there's no yeah, guarantee we're getting further seasons of this now i i I rather suspect that there can be more seasons of this Mm -hmm. um you know if hbo wants it and damien lintoff wants to do it i i suspect that they will continue it but what i think he's trying to say is this could be this can be a single self-contained story i mean look at shows like big little lies that was you know which obviously completely different drama but that was conceived as a single series show and they went on and made more of it because it was hugely popular so if this hits and hits well i although he is saying oh well it was conceived as a single series there's no reason to think that this couldn't continue on if they wanted to Mm -hmm. because in terms of like people knowing properties like obviously everybody at this point knows game of thrones breaking bad uh, the Wire and uh, and like Lord of the Rings, obviously the big screen hit and everything. I think Watchmen's one that's like a lot of people know that it kind of exists and stuff, but it's not something you kind of hear. I mean, things might change once this show, because you know we haven't actually had the, had the first episode yet. Once we get some point into the season, then maybe you know it's a big hit and it is as good as we hope and think it's going to be. Um, word of mouth gets around and everyone goes, oh, you know, this thing on HBO and people recognize HBO as a really good i mean not a network but like a, a channel or whatever and uh people kind of catch on to it that way um so we'll see how it goes in terms of that because obviously everyone's you know game of thrones is finished we do have the long night or whatever it's going to be called uh this prequel yeah. thing in, in probably 2021 
Um, so I mean, we're a ways off from that itself. We're still you know around two years, depending on when when uh, that comes around. But we'll see how it gets on in terms of being kind of a big thing. I mean, even things like uh, I mean, Handmaid's Tale was based off a book, wasn't it? Things like Handmaid's Tale, which haven't quite like caught the world on fire, but it gets a lot no, of but it, and, and yeah. it's like HBO, no, HBO Hulu is like I, biggest I, and... series and. Yeah, it, it is. It is Hulu's biggest series, and it's got multi-pull award-winning mm-hmm. things. Uh, I mean, you've got things like Westworld as well, which yeah. I mean, is is sort of based off a movie. I'm not sure whether that was a book as well, but certainly it took a lot of influence from the film. Um, so, I mean, there are you know there are various places that these properties come from, and the fact that mm-hmm. this is based off a comic book and has heroes in it in some way, I. You know, I don't think that at this point, whereas historically you might have seen that as limiting the audience, given the success of Game of Thrones, which I mean, I don't think when Game of Thrones launched, I certainly hadn't read the books. I still haven't read the books. So, you know, it's not something that I particularly knew at the time, um, but ended up going on to be a series that I loved. you know i mean that for me for me with the experience of that that was a very powerful like word of mouth thing people just would not stop talking about it and it got to season five by the time i started watching it weekly but it just kept being this thing every you know everyone you know once a year everyone would kind of say like oh have you have you seen you know game of thrones or whatever and i just eventually kind of caught on so maybe this will have the same kind of thing um but like you said it does have its comic book audience as well and those people that have i assume read that book uh, again, same as Game of Thrones, people that read that book will want to see what the series is like. So we'll see how it gets on in terms of that. I know it's very, very early, like the series hasn't even started yet, but we'll see how it gets on. It's inter- I want to jump to the point that you just mentioned about the whole one season thing. Um, do, do you think there's maybe a possibility that, like, because D- Damon Lindelof is, is the showrunner for this, isn't he? Um, mm. That maybe, like, like, let's say he comes and he does his, his one season, the, the show finishes airing, HBO renews it, but... Uh, let's say he doesn't want to be part of it anymore or something. Do you think that they would just continue it and get a new showrunner or, or something? Because I, I kind of do find that a little bit odd that something that has a comic book attached to it, you'd only want to do one season. But Yeah, but you're if you're thinking, uh, you know, of something like uh, Walking Dead, for mm-hmm. example, which is also a comic book property, when you've got something like Walking Dead, which has, you know, was a comic book and a comic book, you know, a huge comic book run. Yeah. This was a limited comic book. You know, Watchmen okay. was a limited comic book run. You know, it was it was a finite amount of issues. And whilst they have done other spin off things from it, like I say, there's the Doomsday Clock run, which they've recently done in, uh, you know, which is is sort of in, integrating it into the DC universe, and then there's the before Watchmen run as well. It's it's one of those things that you know the actual book itself. Most people know it as a graphic novel rather than like it, I think it was released as individual issues, but most people know it these days as as the graphic novel, and it is a single like book story. So you know. Um, there have been other things surrounding it, but it's not like The Walking Dead that's got you know hundreds of issues that they work for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it gets on in terms of that. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll let you know what else we've been doing on the entertainment talk. We'll come back and we'll talk about well more of The Watchmen. We'll see you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today. 
just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Gualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, Walking Dead is still continuing for Season 10. We did uh, Season 10 Episode 2 today, or as of a few hours ago. Me and David continued to cover that, of course, Season 2 Episode 10. So go and catch up with what we think of The Walking Dead. Uh, uh, I did some coverage for Lost in Space, Season 1 Episodes 1 and 2 for that. If you're wondering if I randomly decided to cover Lost in Space, that's basically a segment of... Uh, Entertainment Talk TV episode 27. If you want to listen to all of the segments in one complete podcast, you can listen to that episode. Uh, But segments from those uh, shows that I decided to go and cover, um, they're going to be releasing on Mondays. So have a look out for those on Mondays. The first one is for Lost in Space and it's already been released. So look out for the next one uh, next Monday. So check that out as well. Uh, what else we got here? The Walking Dead. Uh, some other stuff for The Walking Dead. Natasha wrote an article about who should be the one to kill Alpha. Of course, we've all got our different opinions and things like that. Um, but she chose a couple of characters who should maybe kill Alpha. And some reasons as to why and stuff. So go and read that. Uh, did a podcast about clickbait and why it's bad for the industry. How it's impacting the industry. And uh, just discussing that kind of culture. That sort of thing, etc. So you can listen to that. Uh, El Camino, Breaking Bad film is out if you want to go and check that out. Of course, make sure you watch seasons 1 through 5 of uh, Breaking Bad before you watch El Camino. And then once you finish El Camino, you can go and watch uh, Better Call Saul. All of those three things are on Netflix in the UK. And they're on uh, a combination of AMC and Netflix in the US. So go and check those out as well. But that was mine and David's uh, spoiler-free and spoiler-split review for El Camino, Breaking Bad film. Uh, Let's Play Sundays, episode 10, continuing with that. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Beta. The game's out on the 25th of October, the same day as Outer Worlds and the Medieval Remake Remaster, whatever they're calling it, because why not release three games on the same day? Uh, Joker review, of course, doing some big stuff at the moment, box office-wise and all that good stuff. Uh, spoiler-free and spoiler-split review for The Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix as well. The Good Place Season 4, episode 3 was the newest one. There'll be a new episode this week, which will be for Season 4, episode 4. So check that out. Uh, tomorrow, there'll be a new episode of American story which will be for season 9 episode 5 but of course I've covered season 9 episode 4 uh, we're almost halfway through that season already for season 9 so check out that if you're into American Horror Story uh, gaming talk we're going to be doing another another episode later but last week's episode was discussing PlayStation 5 because Sony decided to just randomly come out and say hey PlayStation 5 out next holiday 
and uh, yeah, there you go. Start saving up if you want a PS5 next year in about 13 months' time. Uh, we discussed Doom Eternal and all the goings on at Bethesda, some weird things happening over there at the moment. Uh, Doom Eternal's been delayed to March 2020, so you won't be able to play it until, well, March 2020. Uh, we discussed the Marvel news. Miss Marvel is going to be added to the Avengers Square Enix game, which is coming out. I think April 2020, so have a look out for that. And we also discussed uh, Iron Man VR, which is going to be a PSVR game, uh, which is going to be launching as well March 2020. So yeah, Q1 2020 is starting to look a bit uh, bit busy already, but that's your Marvel video game news. And that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's move back to The Watchmen, or Watchmen, as it's called. Uh, cool, so I want to read the premise and then the setting and then go through some of the cast, because we've already done a little bit of just chit-chat about the show and expectations and things like that. I mean, we both expected it to be very, very good, so uh, we'll see how things go. Cool, so premise. Watchmen takes place in an alternative uh, contemporary reality in the United States. In which masked vigilantes uh, become outlawed due to their violent methods. Of course what I discussed earlier about mature superhero television. Uh, despite this some gather around in order to start a revolution. While others are out to stop it before it gets uh, it is too late. As a greater question rises above them all. Who watches the Watchmen? Um, so yeah. What's your thoughts on like. I mean it's kind of Batman-esque in a way. Right. Well, the, the whole yeah, vigilante mask people <laughs> kind of stuff. Well, yeah, I mean the the that that is a premise basically taken out of the original book, which is uh, you know going back to the original novel, which was you know set in in 1985. Um, the uh, the costume vigilantes had also been outlawed at that point, so I I don't know whether we're we're basing that on them having come back at some point in the intervening 35 years or or whether you know and then being outlawed again or whether they're still outlawed from when they were outlawed 35 years ago i'm not entirely sure exactly which way round that has been uh that there have been certain um licensed vigilantes that were people like the comedian who worked with the government. Right. So there were a few licensed vigilantes around um, in the Watchmen era, but most of them, uh, people that, you know, other names that people would know, like Night Owl and Rorschach, and th- those people have been outlawed because they weren't signed to any particular agreement. So, I mean, we have seen this sort of thing with Civil War. We've seen this thing, uh, you know, with various other shows. So, yeah, the, the whole kind of having some form of license to be a vigilante um so yeah but it sounds like they're completely outlawed at this point mm-hmm. um do you think i mean you could argue that amazon uh, amazon the boys on amazon is much more violent than something like daredevil and punisher how in terms of its violence how far do you expect it to go i mean because in terms of the boys there's a bit more like just comedic it's yeah kind it's of... it... Yeah, it, much like Preacher, which is another yeah, comic book yeah. adaptation, it was it was always very, very much like comic book silly over the top yeah, violence. A bit more slapstick. That's just a bit more, yes, sort of gruesome but slapstick kind of gruesome in in those situations. I would expect this to be rather more realistic than that, mm-hmm. you know. I'm um, a devil. Yeah, uh, although kind of uh, yeah, I mean, there may be elements out there that that are are. Not so much, you know, but I, I rather suspect this will be closer to a sort of reality kind of um, 
violence than you know and i don't know how far they may go with that i i think it's one of those things that you have to be careful of is just because you can doesn't mean you should you know (laughs) so um yeah yeah, it it works with things like the boys yeah and and it works with things like preacher because just because of the nature of those stories Mm -hmm. whereas i I think with something like watchmen it seems they're going for a much more grounded kind of real feel to it so we'll we'll see but i i suspect it's it's not going to be completely out there with that level of violence Mm -hmm. yeah well i wouldn't some i mean we won't spoil obviously the other shows here but i wouldn't expect to see some of the slapstick kind of stuff in the boys in here it, it, oh. it, it even from the trailers it just looks like that wouldn't fit at all so uh yeah i mean yeah premise is cool um i'm excited to see you know all the different superheroes and vigilantes and whatnot that we've got to see who is and isn't licensed from what you kind of said earlier um let me read the setting that we've got here which is that it involves the 34 year thing that you brought up uh, the series takes place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, in an alternative reality in 2019, 34 years after the uh, comic ends, because like you said, it's kind of sort of a sequel, but not fully, whatever. Uh, Robert, Red- Robert Redford is the uh, longest serving uh, president of the United States, having been elected in 1992 after a white supremacy group of... Rorschach. Rorschach, yeah. Followers uh, that call themselves uh, the Seventh Cavalry, uh, and in 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 brackets, this is wearing homemade Rorschach masks. Uh, commit simultaneous acts on the houses of police members. The police start uh, wearing masks. So, yeah, we. I forgot to talk about that. Yeah, is we've had these. Is it the the yellow masks that we've kind of seen from? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the yellow masks we've seen in the production things. So yeah, yeah. it it. Um, the the actual show begins three years after those attacks, so uh, it's thirty four years after the novel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, the the drama begins three years after the coordinated white supremacy attacks on the police and their families, uh, and the events actually referred to as White Night. Um, following the attacks, the police start wearing these yellow bandanas to protect their identities, um, and the Seventh Cavalry, who are the group behind the attacks, are wearing those Rorschach-style masks. So, if you've seen some of the trailers, you, that's mm-hmm. those are the people in the Rorschach masks that you've seen. Um, so, yeah, you've uh, and that whole movement has you know, forced uh, has kind of been forced into the shadows. But now you've got Detective Angela Abar, who's Regina King's character, and Judd Crawford, who's played by Don Johnson. Those are the sort of, uh, they're a detective and the police chief are working together on a police shooting that seems to signal that the terrorist group have returned. Mm -hmm. So that's the setup for it. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of action, which you just mentioned, I expect that to be like the highest kind of quality uh yeah in the show but you know we're talking about hbo here they've made some prestige things sure like not every single thing they've ever made has been brilliant uh but for the most part and it's like what i said um when we were doing geek town was it two weeks ago and you you mentioned that hbo horror series thing and i kind of said like okay when someone mentions okay this thing's being made or adapted or whatever the case may be a new show that someone recommends me or talks about uh and they mention hbo that just gives that immediate more sense of prestige um, yeah. So I'm looking you, forward you, to seeing how that yeah. will be applied to well everything we've we discussed, specifically the action as well. Because uh, you know, in a superhero show, when you have plenty of fight scenes, that's very important that you get that right. So uh, I'm looking forward yeah. to kind of, to kind of seeing that, and you know, that will go along with the whole mature 
balance thing that we've we've talked about. Uh, See, so yeah, obviously, there's some political stuff in here, the whole white supremacy and all that sort of stuff. Uh, in this day and age, obviously, we're a much more kind of political climate and everything like that. Um, some shows that don't quite require the politics that they do kind of have handle it very, very badly. Given that this is more like, you know, police and attacks and vigilantes, all that sort of stuff. How do you expect the, it, or what quality do you expect the show to deal with the political stuff? Because that stuff, it, in some shows, it can really be just bashed over your head in places that it's not needed or welcome or you know don't make quite sense uh, sort of yeah in more especially in you know the 2019 climate that we're in uh how do you expect how do you expect I, to kind of handle i it? don't know it, it, i mean the the novel itself the original novel was also always somewhat political mm -hmm. as well so i i think there is um precedent for having that in there um i and the idea of this sort of white supremacy group in there i think works and fits i'm not entirely sure the the whole rorschach max mass thing is interesting because i think rorschach was a very interesting deeply flawed character i mean i think it's fair to say in the original book um he was a hero but had quite a black and white view of the world um, okay. in a lot of ways and uh um so i i, I think it would be interesting because he wasn't, I mean, it's not like he was ever a white supremacist. So whilst I, yeah, that's sort of an interesting twist on that. And I do wonder where they're going to go with the whole, you know, the, the seventh cavalry kind of co-opting the Rorschach masks. Okay. Because that wasn't really that certainly wasn't Rorschach's personality. I mean, as I say, he 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 could be very kind of black and white in terms of his his views on things. You know that things were either right or they were wrong. Um, but there's there was no necessary sense of of kind of you know white supremacy in there or anything like that. So the fact that that's that they've co-opted that is kind of an interesting token. I do wonder what they're going to do with that based around that character i do wonder why they made that decision so we'll we'll have to see whether that comes up and and what they do with it and hopefully i'm kind of hoping they're not just using the rorschach max masks because it was a way of rorschach who they can't have as a character actually in the show mm -hmm. way of, of bringing that back um so yeah we'll see how I, they handle that yeah, I mean, in terms of the, it's the show's politics and stuff like that, I just hope it focuses more on, you know, bringing political things up when they're more relevant as opposed to trying to send me a message, which is what, again, like, yeah, I kind of hit that yeah. earlier, I mean, like, shows I, trying to, to do I that too much. I so. somewhat doubt this is, I mean, yes, it is the white supremacist group that are, are the instigators of this. Mm -hmm. I rather doubt that this is necessarily, you know, them just trying to bash people over the head with you know white supremacy bad because I, I think we all know that's the case you know so mm. I, I i doubt if that's what they're doing with it i don't think that's going to be the kind of pure message of it i i think there'll be something else going on cool um yeah i mean in terms of the show's uh politics as well one of these things i'm actually specifically interested in is you know when you've got these, these illegal superheroes running around these vigilantes running around some of them are licensed some of them are not 
is if they, I'm assuming they're going to kind of do it at some point when they cut over to like, oh, this vigilante's killed this person or whatever, and it's on the news. I expect some like news type of report stuff in the show, maybe. And probably when, yes. when, when reporters like on the streets asking civilians and stuff like what their what this not their not their political views, but their views on vigilantes specifically, because that is a political thing. Whether whether or not they think they should be there, shouldn't be there, and why and why not that kind of thing. Uh, and one one topic I want to tie that into is uh, Detroit Become Human, which right. is a uh, kind of sort of a PlayStation exclusive. It's on PC. It's not on Xbox, but. Uh, basically, what that was is you had these androids that were walking around and whatever, and one of them was was it Connor the, the detective? Yes, uh, Alice or whatever the um, uh, home you know the ha- kind of housekeeper person. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you yeah. had um, the other guy who was he like looked after this uh, older man or whatever. Yeah. And whenever uh i think i think it started specifically with connor because obviously he was involved in like investigations and trying to talk people down off of whatever and crimes and that sort of thing and you would kind of cut to uh there was a point in the game i think where there's like this protest kind of thing and just people's views on like okay androids do we trust them should should they be here shouldn't they be here uh why why not that those sorts of more admittedly more basic questions but like do you trust vigilantes uh, uh you know would you trust vigilantes should, should we have them uh same thing with androids would would you have one yourself do you trust them do you trust your kids around them um like those kinds of questions i know that obviously vigilantes and androids are different things but it's still kind of the same i know what you're political yeah, question yeah. of should we or shouldn't we have them and why and obviously I hope that they give at least a, a fair perspective in this show of when they... Because I'm assuming at some point a reporter's going to cut to someone on the street and say, like, oh, what do you think of so-and-so's acts or the acts of bravery? And well, the, yeah, I mean, it, it, the whole vigilante side of things is going to be interesting because obviously yeah. they are outlawed. We don't know whether the the mass vigilantes... Yeah, where, how, how, what purpose they're going to set up in, in this right. and whether there are vigilantes out there that are active i mean certainly looking through the cast list there are names in there which would imply that there are vigilantes out there but we have seen um certain characters in the trailer like uh, tim blake nelson's character looking glass appears to be working with the police uh, i think if i remember seeing that okay so you know, but there are other characters. There's a character called Red Scare. There's a character called Pirate Jenny. Um, that yeah. You know, so that there are there are certain characters in there which have got names that you kind of think, well, are they going to be vigilantes that are out there, or are they going to be something else entirely? Are they going to be retired vigilantes? I mean, we don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah, I'm interested to see the shows. Uh, what kind of questions and answers it poses in terms of specifically that because I, I thought that was handled really well in Detroit itself again I know different property entirely different companies and it's a game but it's the same yeah, yeah. kind of political question so we'll see how how, uh, how they handle all of that uh, before we jump into the cast I do want to specifically talk about uh, Damon Lindelof of course Lost and uh, what was that the, the, the Leftovers Leftovers um, yeah what are your thoughts on how Damon Lindelof can handle this 
and um, everything like that. I mean, yeah, he's he's a guy that uh, certainly has got a good track record of handling mm-hmm. things, you know, that are, are complex stories. And uh, I, I was, I mean, personally, I I wasn't a huge fan of the leftovers, I have to say, but okay. um, I, you know, I I quite like Lost. Um, I mean, it lost its way a little bit in the middle, but I, as overall as a series, I I quite liked it. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, there is certain pe- certainly a pedigree there that I think he's you know worth looking at, and I, I think he can probably handle this quite well. Uh, you know, and he, I think he's very aware of the amount of flack he's going to get if he messes this up. So. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, like Le- Leftovers was like a shorter run of of three seasons. I think last, I think it was what twenty eight episodes in total, ten, ten, and then eight. I think it had. Um, I thought Leftovers was very, very good. I didn't think it was quite on this, like, I saw some of the incredible praise it was getting, and, you know, of course, if you think it was as incredible as what you think, that's up to you. Um, but I kind of thought it was like, okay, watch this, it's very, very good, it's got the HBO pedigree and all that sort of stuff, and, um, I just didn't quite ever thought it quite jumped to that next level that everyone was talking about. But, uh, in terms of, yeah, his ability to handle certainly complicated stories i mean we can all agree that lost was very complicated and had lots of questions and mystery and stuff uh i mean this will be assumably easier obviously to handle you know you haven't got an island or any of that sort of stuff and you've got like you said something much more grounded and uh he's obviously got you know the books and book and stuff to work off of uh, i liked lost quite a lot i'll still say that until i obviously change my mind which i don't think i will um, I thought Leftovers was great as well. So yeah, he's got a good track record in terms of those things. But I can see potentially. I think I've already read, already probably seen some people say they're like, oh, the guy behind Lost. Like I don't trust this, and I'm not going to watch it. And they kind of uh, dismiss it immediately. Um, so I hope that doesn't happen to you know too many people, and people do kind of give this a chance because I do think it's going to be uh, very very good. So we'll see how he handles it. But um, he's one of my more favorite kind of showrunners in terms of uh, things that he's done. So. Yeah. Uh, cool. Let's move on to this cast itself. I I do want to make something kind of clear as well in terms of um, like I've just started covering American Horror Story and it does have the same cast, but it's got all you know all new characters, all that sort of stuff. So just in terms of another show where I'll have to learn, okay, this person's playing this person and they got a relationship to this person and those sorts of things and from looking at this cast list we've got a fair few amount of people um and just me kind of getting used to that i'm kind of nervous about but obviously we'll see how things get handled in that way um what do you think in terms of learning just a bunch of i mean not new characters but uh because you're more familiar with this than me but just well in terms i mean of people coming on there, screen there and are actually so as far as we're aware at the moment, there are only two characters which are from the original book. Okay. Um, which is, uh, do, do we do we mind giving out spoilers for the book in here? I think that's fine. Okay. Um, so I mean, if it's just in terms of not what happens to people, but just people's names. I think that's fine. Yeah. Well, the problem is that one of the names that one of the characters. So there's there's two characters. There's Adrian v, uh, Vetti, uh, or okay. Vetti, yeah, Jeremy uh, which is which is is Jeremy Irons' character who was Ozymandias um, in the original book. Okay. He uh, so he is is you know one of the original Watchmen characters. The other one appears to be uh, Gene Smart's character, Laurie Blake. Um, she wasn't called Laurie Blake in the original book. She was called Laurie, but not Laurie Blake. Um, 
there is a connection there, but I will spoil some things in the book if I kind of go into why she is now called Laurie Blake. Okay. <laughs> so, so right. yes, yeah, so let's leave it at that. But those, those two, those two characters, we believe are characters from the the first book. Uh, they've, I mean, in the official press thing, what it actually says is, uh, where is it? Um, meanwhile, uh, Laurie Blake, Jean Smart, an icy aloof FBI agent with an illustrious past, comes to town to get to the bottom of another gruesome murder. And an imperious lord of a country estate, played by Jeremy Irons, receives an anniversary gift. So those, those are the those are the kind of what they're saying about the characters in the official press stuff. But it pretty much has been put everywhere that the person that Jeremy Irons plays is Adrian Betty. So, um, yeah, I mean, they've kind of not said that in the press, but that that is what has they've said it in other places. So, um, and they've also not confirmed that Laurie Blake is also Laurie from the original book. I don't think, but it seems blatantly obvious that's who she is. Okay. Right. Uh, in terms of all the other characters, they're all new as far as we're aware at the moment. Um, so they're not they're, they're new inventions. They're not people that have any connection to the original book. I mean, we've seen bits from certain of the trailers, and there are other characters which may show up. We've seen certain things that are in the trailers which imply that other characters are going to show up. Um, although, given that it's 35 years later, most of the people who were key characters in the original book are going to be way too old. Okay. Um, I mean, right. Laurie and Adrian were both the youngest members of that whole <laughs> team. So, you know, that's kind of part of it, I think. Because mm-hmm. uh, Laurie would be in her 70s and, and so would Adrian at this point. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I, where do I recognise Jeremy? Wasn't he someone from DC or Marvel? That yeah, he played uh, some... Alfred. He played I, Alfred. I thought that was him. Yeah, Alfred from... Uh... Well, Batman v Superman more than yeah. Batman v Batman v Superman, um, Batman v Superman, and various other things, and mm-hmm. the fact that he's Jeremy Irons and he's been in like yeah. a no, I mean, million. I, I mean, I've heard I've heard his name before, but I just couldn't remember quite who he played in uh, in DC stuff. So. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. He was the voice of Scar in The Lion King as well. Okay, all right. So, but yes, I mean, but he is a you know, Tony Award-winning actor and has been in a million different things. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, who did you mention a minute ago? The 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 woman. Oh, uh, Jean Jean Smart as Laurie Blake. Uh, Blake. Um, she's she was in uh, Twenty Four, wasn't she? Played. Yes, um, yes, she Martin. was. Uh, the yes. Until that went very downhill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the show, the character. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be cool to see. Uh, well, she she was in uh, Legion, wasn't she? For yes, at least, at least yes, the first and second season. I never saw. Uh, uh, you, you know what? I've not finished the final. Se- I've not finished the full the <laughs> fourth season. I think third season, whatever the last season of it was. I've not finished that. But yeah, so she was in Legion. She was in Fargo as well. Um, oh, yeah. she, she's been in a few different things. So yes, and, and like you say, she was in Twenty Four. Um, in terms of, of the rest of the cast, I mean, there's Regina King, Don Johnson, who is well, Don Johnson uh, for, for for Miami Vice for the older people amongst you. Um, Tim Blake Nelson, who you'll probably know from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs is the other thing he's been in more recently, uh, but I mean, he's been in a whole bunch of different things. Um, Regina King, she said, uh, who. 
I don't immediately. I mean, I know her from various different things. She's starred on a few different stuff. But yeah, she was in The Leftovers as well, wasn't she? Huh. It says Jessica Camacho. Um, oh, Gypsy from Flash, CW. Yes, yes, played Gypsy. Okay. Uh, so there's uh, Lou Gossard Jr., again, another older um, actor, been in a whole load of different things. Uh, Iron Eagle, um, the. The 1989 Punisher movie. That was the one with Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> was also in. Okay. Right. So uh, yeah, and I mean he he's got a list of credits mm-hmm. a mile long as well. You got y- Yaha. Um. Uh. In who's in Aquaman? I briefly remember him in in Aquaman. Um. Played one of the villains. I think it was in Baywatch. Yeah, Black Black Manta. Is that a spoiler? I don't really think that's a spoiler. <laughs> um, yeah, I recognise him as well. So there's a few there's a few names I reckon. I mean, Regina yeah, King yeah. and Jeremy Irons are the the two that kind of stand out as well as uh, Gene Smart. So yeah, I cool. mean the the other one the other one that stands out to me is Tom Wilson, of course, who was Ichabod Crane in Sleepy Hollow. Okay, uh, I never saw that. So. Yeah, that was that's the other name that stands out for me. Uh, Francis Fisher. Who was on Titanic and True Crime and uh, trying to think what else? Um, she's got a whole bunch of credits behind her as well. Um, yeah, so I mean, good. Oh, and James Walk, who was in the wonderfully stupid Zoo <laughs> TV series. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm highlighting over these people's names and it comes up with pictures. Um, on Wikipedia, I remember him in that. Yeah. Yes. I never finished that, but it never finished. It's, it never got finished. So. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I've not seen him in like anything else. What else has he been in? Uh, Crazy Ones. Never heard of that. Good time. That was. Yeah. Crazy Ones was the um, Robin Williams uh, TV series. Okay, I'll have to watch um, that at some point. Um. Cool. All right. Anything else you want to discuss? I mean, we went over a bunch of stuff. Talked about our expectations. Uh, well, the, let's talk about the the schedule. I suppose. Obviously, the show uh, nine p.m. HBO this Sunday, the twentieth. Yeah, the twentieth. Uh, simulcasted with the US on Sky. Uh, so you can, if you want to watch it at two a.m. or just <laughs> at any point after that, it's going to be on demand. Uh, we'll be doing the podcast on Wednesdays, as we are doing it on Wednesday today. So it will be the same day as The Walking Dead. Uh, so this will run for nine episodes, which I've counted that will end the 18th of December. That's, sorry, that's the last day for the uh, the podcast, not the uh, episodes. Right. Uh, so the yeah week before Christmas, making it pretty close. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and then Classic Reviews will actually come back the week after that, which was done on purpose. Um, so that it will just go into that. Uh, so yeah, that's, that'll be the podcast schedule. It's on the, the website as well. If you click on the um, information post at the, at the very top of the website, you can see all of our schedule. So check that out if you want to know when things are happening. Um, yeah, anything else you want to mention for this? No, I mean just bring on the show and then we can actually talk about it. So sure. yeah, and hopefully I I I, I do wonder how I'm going. How do you, how do you think you're going to get on with character names and remembering? Who, um, who and <laughs> I, well, I'm a, I'm a little bit more familiar with it, so hopefully I'll be okay. But we'll yeah. we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how we go with that. But yeah, we're excited. Obviously, uh, Monday we'll be watching it, and then Wednesday will be the podcast. So look out for it. Uh, the iTunes feed it hasn't yet been submitted because we don't have an episode yet. Obviously, this will be the episode that we submit. 
Uh, of course, when that's available on iTunes and Spotify, I'll tweet that out and put that on Facebook. So follow us on Twitter at eTalkUK. Uh, feedback, if you guys have any feedback, any thoughts yourselves on the, the on Watchmen. I, I'm going to keep calling it The Watchmen uh, sometimes. Uh, but Watchmen, if you have any thoughts on it, of course, for the TV series, uh, anything like that. Uh, or if you just want to get in contact with Entertainment Talk, uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Uh, Twitter eTalkUK, there's the contact page and information in your show notes. And I want to say as well, in terms of new stuff we're doing this fall, holiday, autumn, whatever you want to call it, uh, the only other thing that's going to be coming back is uh, The Witcher, which will kind of come and go uh, as it comes out. So in terms of new other stuff, we're, I mean, we're pretty full up as, as things go, but that's what happens in October. Um, so yeah, don't expect any other new iTunes feeds for other stuff to pop out uh, to pop up because we're already covering basically everything that's that's come back so uh, there's just a bit of info on that uh, but of course you can find everything that we do on entertainmenttalk.org uh, if you want to catch up with what David's doing of course he does news uh, for TV news, film news, casting news and to find out if or when your favourite shows are coming back uh, geektown.co.uk and geektown radio on iTunes and Spotify podcast services all that sort of stuff of course you can search for entertainment talk on iTunes and podcast services so look out for those as well uh, yeah if you want to support the podcast support entertainment talk we're on Patreon check out the $3 tier on there uh, if you want to, of course, support us through Amazon, we have an Amazon affiliate link. You can shop on Amazon, we'll get a small cut, and it won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds, please rate, review, subscribe to those. And, of course, when I tell you all that the iTunes feed is out for Watchmen, uh, please rate, review, and obviously subscribe to that as well. Uh, so please check that out when it comes out. Um, yeah, what else is it? Yeah, subscribe and then tap on the star rating. That'll help us out. Uh, word of mouth, of course. Tell, friend, tell people that the show is actually starting as well, just in case people don't know, whatever, if they're fans of Watchmen or just good television. Uh, tell them, of course, about the website, the iTunes feeds, and the TV show itself. Um, you can share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, put them in different Facebook groups if you're allowed to. Video games, last thing, uh, if you want to watch us play different video games, me and David stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer, and look out for Let's Play Sundays. Some cool stuff coming up for that. So thanks you very, thank you all very much for listening, and we'll see you either for the next podcast or Wednesday for the Season 1 premiere. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.